0: to mon men i am yanato blue here once again with getting started for the fourth time today michael darling and we are joined this time for the first time yet again by.
1: (laughs) hello i am ramona donahue she her pronouns all right i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it
0: this is our third (laughs) attempt at recording this podcast so if you're hearing the giggles on this i'm leaving them in uh (laughs) just so you know we're sober for this one folks we (laughs) (laughs) okay Ramona and I are I'm Claire's whistle I'm thinking of that uh that classic clip from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where uh Uncle Phil is just like we (laughs) (laughs) we (laughs) and he just walks off (laughs) Uh. but anyway uh welcome back to the show Ramona we're so glad we get to have you on again uh after you know technical difficulties
1: last time Mm -hmm. Uh, yes uh, and yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to be back. I'm sad that, you know, the general public won't have my uh, opinions on Mantine on the record, but, you know, <laughs> we'll power through this. It'll be okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have got faith good in us. for
1: you today. <laughs> um,
0: so, but since they didn't have the benefit of your full introduction from the lost episode, if you'd like to go into, you know, your history with Pokemon and, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your background with the franchise.
1: Uh, sure. So, I have been a fan of Pokemon for pretty much my entire sentient life. Um, <laughs> well, not not quite. I'm a, I'm a little older. But, like, Pokemon Blue was the first video game that I ever owned and really played. Wow. Yes. Uh, I have, like, a vivid sense memory of going to a local department store with my grandma and, like, Buying out the Game Boy and buying the game, and uh, I had known about the game because my cousin had like a copy of Pokemon Green for whatever reason, and like brought it, uh, brought it when he was visiting. and was like playing this, and then of course like immediately Pokemon took off everywhere. And I, I, I for a long time I kind of assumed that in my town I had like introduced Pokemon to just like everybody. I was like, yeah, this was this was me. You you heard you heard about it through me first, not through. <laughs> Not through the anime, not through the relentless advertising. <laughs> it was my cousin's Pokemon Green that you heard from me secondhand, and you were like, "Wow, we we got to get this game." Um, and yeah, it's uh, just been there ever since. I still a fan. I uh, played all of Sword and Shield pretty much the month it came out. Uh, just Sword. I didn't have Shield. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that much of a fan. I don't like <laughs> yeah. the data. But, and, uh, I love pretty much every generation of the game, except for Diamond and Pearl, so. Huh, hmm. interesting. Yeah. Want
0: to have you back for, uh, criticisms on that one. Oh, oh yeah, that will get into in. it. <laughs> That'll be fun whenever we get that far. So this is why we brought Ramona back, because she is the genesis of Pokemon. So for our one listener that <laughs> is hate-listening because they hate Pokemon so much, um. It's Ramona's goddamn fault. You know who to blame. Yeah, there you and go.
1: And Nintendo still waiting on that check
0: you know viral marketer that's the actual title
1: i should i I should i should actually send them an invoice just to see how they would like respond to that (laughs) see what happens
0: (laughs) i mean that would be really that would take a a certain assist letter and also stickers (laughs) i'll take a certain amount of research to find their accounts payable person but like if you issue an invoice i wouldn't i i would be surprised if they actually had enough like I don't know, they have to have some kind of a system to verify it, but they probably send you an email back saying, Can you please
1: send the scope of work for this? We can't verify this invoice. <laughs> and I'd be like, listen, I don't have all my receipts in. It's been since nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> but it's it's been a long time project. I mean, I say it's worth a try. You never know. <laughs> listen, <laughs> yeah. give it a shot. It's tough times, people. You gotta you gotta get it when you can. Gotta right. hustle.
0: Well, I have a simpler project and game for us to play, as always. Uh, Ramona, would you like to play a game of Mon Mom? I would love to play a game of Mon Mom. Okay, uh, so to remind listeners, Mon Mom is the game where I've sent my mother a picture of one of today's Pokemon that we'll be discussing, so she has either seen a picture of Phanpy, Donphan, Porygon Dose, Stantler, Smeargle, or Tyrogue, or Hitmontop, and she is going to describe it give this pokemon a name and it'll be up to michael darling and our co-host ramona to determine which one she's talking about uh so are you ready yes okay here we go this pokemon looks like Dumbo. i will name it abba okay pause for the dancing queen insert Watch that scene. So it's a Pokemon that looks like Dumbo, that she has named Abba. Uh, Michael, as always, we ask you to go first so our guest can play either defensively or branch out. Well, I think it's one of the elephants, but it's a good question about which one, because Donphan has the ears, but Dumbo doesn't have tusks. I mean, I haven't seen the Tim Burton Dumbo. Maybe, you know, he gets stabby in that one, but, you no. Know, regular classic Dumbo does not have tusks. So, I'm gonna go with Fanfy. Okay, and I do want to point out that you also make the same mispronunciation of the name that I do, because I've always said Fanfy, but apparently it's spelled fan-pee. fan P. Pie? Fan-Pie? maybe? <laughs> this is the thing where I go on YouTube and look for a pronunciation while we're <laughs> doing the show, so All right, keep going. Alright, in the meantime, uh, Ramona, what is your guess?
1: Um. I'm gonna have to concur with Mike here that it's probably one of the elephants, though Though in the back pocket I'm really hoping for some Porygon 2 action here. kind of looks like an elephant, you know? So I will say I was tempted
0: to send her Porygon 2, but you know, and I'm, I'm, henceforth I'm not calling it Porygon 2, I'm just gonna call it the Dose. Um, <laughs> but uh i was worried that the dose would just be way too easy like she would have called it like a rubber duck so you both are correct it is fan p fan Pi, fan Phi. um <clears throat> whatever the correct pronunciation is and that is our first pokemon of the day so uh, michael if you have done your flash research as our head of uh, the research department and fact checking it really sounds like it could go either way the robot voice on the pokedex is <laughs> really hard to tell Fan pie. So it's either fan fee or fan p Okay, but it is a P sound. Fan p just really doesn't roll off the tongue in the All right way. I am as I have officially renamed uh, as I have officially renamed Porygon two to just Dose for this uh, for this podcast. I am now uh, renaming Fan p pee to Pee pee boy. Um, so start us off with Pee pee boy. No, <laughs> I <repeat. laughs> so disrespectful uh, to poor yeah, so- Fan Fan-P. This is an adorable (laughs) little elephant that Bully was abusing. Uh, And it is a ground type that was originally exclusive to gold in Japan, but for some reason was put in silver for the U.S. They fixed that on the remakes, but for some reason this was in silver rather than gold originally. Don't ask. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to start by saying it's a ground type, but it's, which means it's weak to water, which makes this Pokedex entry very funny to me. When others get around, uh, gather around, they thoroughly dose each other with water. These Pokemon can be seen drying their soaking wet bodies at the edge of water. So it's a little bit of a uh, so it's a little bit of a sadist. I think. Uh, well, it sounds like they like to splash each other as well.
1: So I think they're switches. They're verse. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that sounds like uh, that sounds like somebody at Game Freak, <laughs> like saw a picture of elephants by water and was like, "That's it. That's what elephants do. We gotta have that." and then realized like, oh, oh wait, they're ground type. Oh no. Oh God, <laughs> what are see, we going to do?
0: Gonna, see, I'm going to give them less credit, which is that they started with the base of elephant Pokemon and they were like, okay, elephants are always spraying themselves with their tusks. And then they noticed in the picture like, oh, they're also covered in mud. So I guess that makes it a ground type. And then they that they worked backwards from there and this did not compute the problem there. <laughs> uh. But uh, but I will say, as much as uh, as much as I am slandering Pee Boy with the uh, with the renaming, I do really? love Pee Boy. Pee Boy is adorable. I hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this is a cute, good little elephant. It's kind of a heffa Yeah, it's Aww. got like just the right amount of whimsy to it. Like it looks, and I mean this is probably due to the art style, but I mean it's got like a very fun balloon type of texture texture. So I mean, especially with the coloration, I wouldn't have been surprised if it were a water type. But I also did put in the notes, and I do kind of want to herald this, as, like, I kind of want to champion ground and normal types as being kind of the underdog types because they're kind of viewed as being boring when they're really not necessarily. I mean, it's yeah. all about what you do with them, and I think that this is in this case, like, Pee-Pee Boy is a very good use of the ground type. Like, it makes sense. Same thing with the Evolution. We'll get to Don fan in a bit, but I'm a big fan. I mean, there isn't a whole lot to say. It's, a, you know, with these kinds of, like... Um, direct mappings of actual creatures we have in our world. It's just a matter of, like, they put just the right amount of whimsy on it, but kept it recognizable, and I think it was a good job. So,
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think this particular elephant is a very good Pokemon. Um, I feel that in Silver, I remember this was, like, one of the Pokemon that you had to wait, like, a very long time to get in the course of the game. It's, like, yeah because it's like right before victory road i believe on like the last route the one that connects your original village to uh the last one uh
0: yeah like not quite victory road but yes it's mountain uh jodo route 45 aka mountain road which is just yeah a long path down from the
1: last gym to your Mm hometown basically and so i remember because it was so late in the game i never really would actually like catch or use famfy uh or donfin for that matter just because they're uh like like by that time i already had my team beltless and we you know we've done what we we've done Mm. what we had to do um that being said i think this is an extremely cute pokemon (laughs) like just adorable all around the idea of a very little elephant is extremely appealing yeah oh yeah and and i mean it's it's kind of weird that they would take an elephant whose most defining feature is being very large and make it very small but listen i am very much for it it's adorable look at that little guy
0: yeah, I mean, he's just over a foot tall, and my favorite thing about it is, like, yeah, they, that's, I mean, that's the fantasy life of, like, Pokemon, is that we got to look at an elephant and say, what is the one thing that really prevents me from taking this big boy home? Oh, because he's a big boy. Well, let's make him a very little boy, and you get to take him home. And he's just like, I mean, I can picture this guy, like, it's basically like a pot belly pig more than anything else. That's true. I mean. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is I'm looking at this An African elephants they weigh uh they are three feet tall at birth, which makes sense considering apparently an elephant's gestation period is twenty two mm. months who yeah. Yeah. yeah they got a, they got yeah. a lot of time to put that uh to put that three foot tall heifer together. It's a very big baby I get it. it is a <laughs> yeah. labor of love pun intended ah <laughs> uh, sorry yeah so <laughs> yeah so it's crazy that they took for the little elephant they really made it smaller baby elephants weigh 200 pounds usually at birth uh versus this one being just a nice sprightly 74 pounds um so yeah so i'm gonna take issue with this that is a really dense fucking elephant um (laughs) we kind of got into this last time with uh with hound size and compared to cordy's size like cordy it stands at about two feet tall as a dog she weighs 40 pounds soaking wet So, for this thing that is a foot tall, it is like several inches smaller than Cordy but weighs twice what my dog weighs is terrifyingly dense. Like, that is a bowling ball
1: of a Pokémon. Well, it's
0: it's a ground type. It does roll
1: around a lot, so I guess the bowling ball comparison is a pretty good one. Well, I mean, so do the fan, do the PP boys roll around also?
0: I know we have that with the evolution. Um, I don't know if we're ready to move on to the evolution just yet. The evolution is known for rolling around, but are the PP boys known for rolling around? Uh, let's see, Fanpy.
1: I'm looking at the Pokédex. I'll confirm on the side of the anime in Pokemon <laughs> Three: Spell of the Unknown. Uh, Molly does have a Crystal uh, um which I think she pronounces Fanpy, or maybe Fanpy. Oh, wait, now, now it's like stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, right? yeah it's, it's really, it's really unnerving, um, and that, uh, and, and that uh, little elephant indeed defeats Brock's Onix. I mean, no surprise, but with a rollout. So, <laughs> at least according to the cartoon yeah. canon, this one's a bowling ball. I mean,
0: I'm also. <laughs> I mean, it's also one of those blessed Pokemon that Ash actually had in his party for a, for a certain amount of time, and <laughs> it also, right. and Ash actually managed to apparently evolve it. Is what, I'm, uh, wow. is what I'm seeing here. So, kudos to Ash not being a total dumbass for a change. He actually, he actually <laughs> well, trained to what he did on. to the. Let's see, he let's see what he does with the Don Fan though. So, there could still be dumbassery of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, with Ash, it's like a 95% chance that he gave it away. Or he just gave it <laughs> back to <laughs> Professor
1: Oak and is just chilling out with a bunch of Tauros right now. He certainly beat a dolphin that one time in the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oof yeah uh Don fan first appears uh, like is one of the first Gen 2 Pokemon to be introduced to the masses because it showed up in the first movie I remember like in the kind of prologue scene yeah
1: I, I remember that being like huge <laughs> that felt like 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 that that felt as a uh, as a child with no perspective on like how franchises work it's like all right we know all the pokemon <laughs> like we we got this and then like you got snubble right in the little uh beginning one yeah in the short uh-huh and and, and that had togepi been introduced by them yeah to- togepi was definitely introduced yeah in the, uh when they were still in kanto um and then you got yeah. dolphin and it comes out rolling around and you're like whoa what's this thing this is the toughest looking hmm. pokemon i've ever seen then he apparently later (laughs) traded one to uh, or or caught one to dubious effect (laughs) yeah
0: yeah he hatched the fan bee apparently Uh, so quick note before we move on to the evolution just on the shiny front Uh, so fan or fan fee uh, shiny is a grayer blue with red stripes instead of orange so you know it's not the most exciting but they did put a little bit of effort in there I dig it so shall we, yeah, shall we evolve this thing and move on to Domtown? Yeah. I mean Dontown go ahead and give us the bit, the basic bio info, Dio uh, darling. It's ground. <laughs> it's ground type. It doesn't really add much. Okay. Well it just gets bigger. It gets about the size of a baby elephant because it is three foot seven and weighs two hundred sixty four pounds. Darling, I that's like a freshly born well not freshly, but like a Couple months old, I Darling, suppose. I'm gonna take issue with one thing you said there, which is that it doesn't add much. It adds so much, darling. This is this is probably the best <laughs> Pokemon of the day. Um, because I love the fact that it makes such subtle changes that make sense for an, from an evolutionary standpoint, but like also make it distinctly like this is the bigger, badder boy. But then it also adds like this it takes like what's a subtle like accent note from the fanfi and turns it into like a whole personality in terms of like the tire tread huh. thing. like on fanfi, it's just like, oh these cute little orange like nose guard to prevent it from snoring or whatever. and then that becomes like a full-on tire tread and then like the rollout move becomes this very like military thing. And I dig it. I'm a, I'm a fan of this. Um, the tusks are a nice touch too just because of like the maturity factor and all that so i get like i mean i think i'm going again back to the whole pig comparison so like Fanfi would be like a pot belly pig with a with a uh, with a trunk and then this is like the wild boar
1: evolution yeah, i i was actually just thinking that looking at this like looking at this guy to the point where i was like is this based on an elephant like 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 was was i was i just, was I just yeah. making a weird assumption cuz sometimes you do that with pokemon um, yeah, it looks like, straight up, like, just, just, like, just a wild boar, uh, more, more than an elephant, honestly, um, but I, 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 I like this guy, I think, I think, I think he, yeah, he has a fun oh, yeah. time, get four of them together, he can, you know, make a little tractor or something.
0: Yeah, that's your <laughs> escape. That's your escape strategy, right there. Ash was one fourth of the way to constantly having an escape vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking at this again, uh, I feel like it's another one that we have to classify as a Mega Man looking. Uh, oh Pokemon. yeah. Definitely. This isn't a Robot Master or a uh, like, uh, whatever the names of the bad guys, like the head bad guys in uh, the Mega Man X series were but this is definitely like one of those smaller enemies that you see rolling around in a stage. Okay, so I actually do know the exact boss from Mega Man X that you're thinking of, <laughs> and it is Rolling Armadillo from Mega Man X on the SNES. And it is literally, it literally, and I remember this cool thing, like this was its weakness, was that Rolling Armadillo had the armor that looks like Don fans like tire treads thing, and it would like roll and bounce around the arena that you had to fight him in. And then, if you shot him with Spark Mandrill's electric shock, you would knock that armor off, and boom—you're fighting a fan fee all of a sudden. <laughs> huh. Armored armadillo, yep. but yeah, I see it. I see it. So, so yeah, this guy, this this uh, Don Fan, a plus, great job, game freak. Finally, you've you've uh, you have I have nothing to hate on you for today. At least not yet.
1: <laughs> I mean the. They they were clearly proud of this one, you know, (laughs) like they they put it up front in the anime. They were like, yeah, this, this is going to be like the guy. And I I don't know if really, I I don't know if Donfin ever really kind of like stuck around in any of like the previous games uh, as like a Pokemon to really want to get or like want to use that much. But here definitely made a big impact. Big fan. Good old, mm-hmm. you know, elephant pig. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, they had Ash have one, so that does raise its Q score pretty mm-hmm. big. And uh, apparently it stuck yeah. around. I mean, it was never like, you know, it was kind of like the uh, the Tony coach, if I can continue referencing the last dance, you know, did its minutes, <laughs> got its points on the board, but it was not the star.
1: I mean, back Ash's to Europe. There you go. <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah, um... Yeah, it looks like Ash has revisited. I'm looking at the entry on Bulbapedia, and yeah, Ash kept it around through Ruby and Sapphire. Wow. So oh wow! That's yeah. And then uh, yeah, it's chilling with Professor Oak right now, apparently. That's like <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the few Pokemon that have yeah. stayed that long with Ash without him letting it run off to go mate or something like that, or get rid of it. Yeah. Um, other than Pikachu. <laughs> oh wow! Pikachu. It gets, this is crazier. It then uh, he wound up teaming up with it again. For a little bit in the Diamond and Pearl era as well, so yeah, this wow. Don Fan has been around. Good for it. I, Good for it.
1: I take yeah. back my original assessment. This guy's uh, this guy's got staying power. Impressive, Ash. I mean, wasn't
0: one of the implications of the Pokemon sh- series though that for whatever reason, like, whereas in the game you drop a Pokemon in the uh, in the PC, it just sits there and doesn't do anything. Oak was actually training Ash's Pokemon for him. That's why his Tauros showed up for the first time and fought its first battle and knew Hyper Beam in the Pokemon League. And Krabby was just able to evolve mid-battle into a Kingler that knew Hyper Beam also. So many of Ash's Pokemon just evolved knowing Hyper Beam, which they're not supposed to know until, like, level 60. (laughs) Oh, well, that's because Professor Oak probably has a TM that he just keeps using. Professor on. Oak just <laughs> juicing up all
1: of Ash's Pokemon like they're all Ivan Jorogos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now listen, uh, Ash. I bet against my grandson coming up, so, you know. Here's some, here's some more Pokemon. Here's a Kingler. It's like not a Hyper Beam. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Professor Oak is the Balco of uh, Kanto. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just picturing, like, Professor Oak basically being the... Uh, the sensei crease of cobra kai and there's like a mr Miyagi <laughs> professor across the way that only has one pokemon at a time it's the breeders basically <laughs> um has any have you guys watched cobra kai on netflix or while it was on youtube i have not
1: um, uh i have also not
0: um i would recommend it if you at all enjoyed the karate kid movies um it is very good uh It leans full tilt into all the '80s cheese that the Karate Kids movie, that the Karate Kids series were, um, in a very good way, and then brings it and but like juxtaposes it really well with like the modern era. It's not trying to be an anachronism; it's actually drawing a contrast between those anachronisms and where we are now, especially with how problematic a lot of just things that we did casually in the '80s were, like casual misogyny.
1: just 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 real quick question ralph macchio shows up oh he's in it he is 100 percent the co-star i mean then i'll consider
0: um yeah and (laughs) ralph macchio is not like the one good thing that they do is they update it where they're like it isn't like as objectively like good and bad guys it's like there is complexity and nuance to every character oh that's good okay so yeah so i would give that a spin if you guys are looking for something to watch not that anybody has any time to binge watch things i mean god (laughs) uh one last note regarding ash's pokemon uh at the end of black and white series he did take a photo well he went back to kanto and took a photo with all of the pokemon he still owned so that was his current team plus a bunch of pokemon that were just chilling with oak uh and so you see like charizard is there bulbasaur and bulbasaur apparently dropped back in at some point uh but what i find hilarious is that there are at least 11 poros is pictured in this photo
1: <laughs> which again gotta, gotta stick to the canon from that one banned episode <laughs> yeah. yep
0: the episode that was banned because somebody pointed a gun at a child um right. let's not get into the politics of that right now i think we all know we, we've covered this on mon men in terms of where we stand on gun rights and all that sort of thing <laughs> plenty um mm-hmm. uh no, oh, it's Ash, though. So, you know, I'm a big, situation. Um, darling, <laughs> are you guys ready to talk about the Dose? Um, let me see. I think, uh, oh, I do have one thing I need to address about Donfan. Mm-hmm. So it's known for rolling, and a thing that I just can't wrap my head around is, like, it rolls into more or less a ball with the tire treads uh, serving as a tire, more or less. I'm trying to understand how the tusks work with that because i just don't see a way that you can have those long pointy
1: tusks and also be able to roll around maybe the tusks are like also made of rubber maybe they just look intimidating <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i i kind of theorized that if he that if the donphan fan tucks their head in the right way they're able the tusks are going to be kind of like off like enough off of the ground that they're not an issue and then I kind of picture it being something like a Roman chariot. Like I watched Gladiator a few weeks ago, so that might be why the image is in my head, but like where the chariots have those like spikes sticking out of the wheel, spo- wheel hub um, that like decapitate that one gladiator. Um, so that's kind of how I picture it being. I'm sure, they have, I'm sure they have a visual in the anime and I guarantee you that the tusks are spinning around like more towards its center of, uh, of its form. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I can just look at it now, but the Don fan fight from the first movie, I'm sure that explains the physics of it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, just a quick note on the shiny, which is that it's kind of a gray body with orange tires, like dark orange, burnt orange, or whatever you want to call it, uh, on the, what we'll call rubber. Uh, sections and my last thought for everyone is just what inherently makes these two ground Pokemon because there's nothing that says to me about them that yeah these are ground Pokemon like Fantasy doesn't even learn a ground attack
1: naturally in Gen 2 so like Donphan is like he kind like I said he kind of looks like a, like a a wheel that you'd find on maybe like a bulldozer or like a, like a tractor or something like that but I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I don't, I don't think there's really that much ground y stuff there, just in the design at least. This may be like a bit of prejudice,
0: just in terms of like, because I'm starting to notice a theme in terms of most of the ground types, which is that I feel like if if it's squat and kind of like trundles around close to the ground like a Rhydon or a Don Fan, yeah. then it's a ground type. That's the main. That's the main requirement for being a ground type in Pokemon. Is right. Are you low into the ground?
1: <laughs> do you do you bear a resemblance to Gimli? Do you just <laughs> then you're a ground type? Do you look like Gimli would tell thought... you,
0: "Oh, sturdy Pokemon"? <laughs> I never thought I'd die fighting alongside a fairy type. <laughs> are you saying that fairy types are also secretly ground types at heart? <laughs> I was going more for like them being the alpha oh, equivalent. Good point yeah that tracks Uh, um so over in the chat i found a picture of uh don fan in the anime performing its rollout and it is as i imagined uh the the tusks are clearly spikes out to its side oh yeah yeah Yeah, it's that's weird like that doesn't jive with how (laughs) it looks in the actual face but no. Uh, sounds Weird. to me like once Ramona finds the address for accounts payable, you should just address the creative director and send a strongly worded letter about the uh, about the curvature of those tusks and how they actually should be in a spinning
1: situation. Oh, I got, <laughs> oh, I got all kinds of notes and <laughs> since, since, since that first uh, introduction. Well, I'll, I'll I'll definitely add that to the ongoing list though. Could you maybe fix dolphins' physics? I mean this, this looks ridiculous. This whole
0: podcast is turning into like a long letter of complaint. It's like one long <laughs> series of those Doonesbury letters where it's like just him in in like silhouette writing a letter to like an editor or something like that. Who it? I'm himself. thinking of I'm just thinking now about uh, like explaining Pokemon and namely how I mentioned this way back when during the production of uh, Detective Pikachu the staff at Game Freak was asked to explain Mr. Mime, and they were just like, we don't know what he is. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. those are, I
1: mean, yeah. Those are definitely, like, my favorite of the, especially the early generations of Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon never has really made sense, but especially yeah. early on, they were really kind of loosey-goosey with some concepts like, what is a Pokemon? Mm-hmm. What level mm-hmm. of sentience do these creatures have? Why do yeah. some just look like little people?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing that gets me whenever someone says, like, I would like new Pokemon that are like an ice cream cone or gear. And I'm just like, well, there was literally two magnets and a screw as a Pokemon <laughs> and also a weird ass mime. So, yeah, I'm. this is all part and parcel. See, the thing that got me about Detective Pikachu was how they imagined a lot of the textures of Pokemon. So Mr. Mime was one of the more like pronounced ones, but Disturbing. even Lickitung with that, like, weird marshmallowy kind of texture body it was just uncomfortable for me in that first scene on the train. Um, because that I just pictured a lizard, and it turns out, no, Lickitung is basically a walking, stay-puffed marshmallow man with, like, a seven-foot-long tongue. That is slobbery, which is also gross because wet marshmallows are also extremely gross. I don't know if you guys have ever gone camping and, like, the marshmallows got wet or whatever, but not pleasant. You just throw that bag in, away. Um... <laughs> And that's why all the... Uh, that's why Lucky Charms and marshmallows are dehydrated. Yep. All right, so on to the dose. <laughs> the dose. Tell us about this thing. <laughs> uh, Porygon 2 is a normal <laughs> type that evolves from Porygon when traded holding the upgrade. Uh, so for me, this is one of those Pokemon that I simultaneously don't give a shit about because it's just like... It's just there, but I love the idea behind it because if Porygon is a man-made computer program... I love that the evolution is just the 2.0 version with better graphics. Uh, Maybe it's because the new Mario collection is coming out, but uh, in my mind, this is kind of going from the Mario 64 kind of Porygon that's all sharp and blocky to then the smooth and circular kind of Mario Sunshine Porygon 2. I like it. I mean, so I don't have a whole lot to say about this Pokemon because I'm kind of traumatized from looking it up earlier today in considering sending a picture of it to my mom, and I had Google Image Safe Search turned off. Rule 34 in full effect, so I am scarred right now. Um, yeah, I can see why. Like, this looking like, at normal or Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I got it.
0: People yeah. people took those curves, and they ran with them, baby. <laughs> they ran with them. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> thank you Ramona <laughs>
1: just, P- Porygon 2 I'm fascinated by this Pokemon because I think it's I think it's really complete trash just like in, in terms of <laughs> just, just in terms of like the conception of it and just like everything about it because like Porygon you know, we, we were just talking about Pokemon that don't really make sense. And Porygon's, like, a perfect example of that. Like, a man-made Pokemon mm-hmm. that's, like, a, a computer program. And it can, like, go freely through cyberspace. And I guess that, like, you know, Pokemon PCs, already there's a precedent of, you know, the Pokemon in cyberspace. But it's still a weird jump, all things considered. But I get it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a weird-looking... Pokemon. It's based on like the graphics at the time, and then you get Porygon Two, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I mean, even the name. It's like Porygon Two. Like, well, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I my, like I like
0: I like that because it is just the implication of like, yeah, this is the sequel. I would like if they had just done Porygon Two Point because yeah. uh, that definitely screams more. This is a computer program. Right. than Porygon Two, which needs to have like the subtitle like back in action or something <laughs> all right like that. here's here's my existential problem with the concept of pokemon and you kind of like danced around this darling but my mind spirals downward and downward and downward into these like terror thoughts which is what is the line between a pokemon and a human if they have so much sentience they can learn language meowth has shown us that pokemon can use their experience points to potentially learn to be like conversant um so then how does like and then this like so apparently a pokemon can be artificial we've already encountered that already with like magnemite and magneton where the like lore straight up says that they are inanimate objects that was given life force through some kind of Uh. like you know power cosmic or whatever the power cosmic equivalent is for pokemon (laughs) and apparently pokeballs will capture these living creatures so my question is, and we have I don't know if we've ever seen this in the anime, but, like, what happens when a Pokeball is thrown with capturing intent at a human being? How does the Pokeball know the difference? None of it, because, like, the Pokeball has to be able to distinguish between a literal virtual internet download and a bull. So how is it telling the difference between a bull and a human?
1: I think they do that gag at least once in the anime and i i believe it just like bounces off or something like very mundane (laughs) like yeah they just they they don't know i mean i'm just picturing
0: like the existential terror of like a pokemon rip van winkle story of a human that got trapped in a pokeball for 300 years perfectly preserved and then he gets released (laughs) (laughs) well one of the most subtly horrifying things in gen one uh that they have never addressed again because it's terrible is when you meet Bill, he has somehow been transformed into a Pokemon. That's right.
1: Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Just like mind-boggling implication. I mean, like I guess, I guess like right from early on, if we're looking at Pokemon, then like Mewtwo is another example of like an artificially created Pokemon. I guess that like yeah, but 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 at least even then, there's like a logic to it. He, well, Mewtwo, yeah, it's a clone. Porygon two, I guess. Man, I, I guess everything that I've felt, like, objectionable about Porygon, I'm like, ah, actually, they kind of did that already, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I
0: think the difference is that Mewtwo is a clone, mm-hmm. so it's an organic uh, creation, mm-hmm. even if it's not a natural-born Pokemon, versus the Porygon line, which is purely like, yes, this was made in a lab using the power of science. <laughs> uh, it is purely virtual. It is not in any way based in nature, it's like if clippy was a pokemon i mean isn't clippy but so my whole rip van winkle reference just reminded me of another of this is actually a terrible movie cobra kai gets my wholehearted recommendation this is going to get like my recommendation of if you want to watch something terrible that you can shit on for like 75 minutes of its runtime uh time i like where the time trap the movie uh it's about this group of like people that go hiking into a cave that has a uh that has basically like this bubble where time moves like 10,000 times slower than the rest of the world and they get trapped in the cave and at first they think that oh we're just watching a day like they have like this hole uh into the cave where they can see like the sunlight shifting and at first they think oh that's the sun shifting like every 4 minutes where like every 4 minutes equals a day outside And then they realize, no, that's actually the sun's orbit through the equinox shifting because the days are passing so quickly. And they realize that every four minutes is actually a year. Um, And they get stuck in there for a few hours or something like that. And then they end up going like 10,000 years into the future. Um, Spoilers for a very terrible movie, but it's all about the journey, folks. It's not about the destination. When is this from? Uh, So this is from 2017. Um, I also don't have the benefit of saying that it was a COVID quarantine watch. I definitely watched this back in November of last year. (laughs) You could have done anything with your time, and you did that. Listen, man, pre-COVID time, my time was worth a lot less. Now that we're on the brink of extinction, I'm being a lot more careful Uh. about what I'm spending my time on. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, I don't have a whole lot to say about this internet rubber ducky. (laughs) I think it's a dumb concept. I agree with Ramona. I think it's a dumb concept. They should not have, like, gone into this whole, like, existential terror of what the fuck a Pokemon is. And, like, it's already a complicated mess as it is in terms of, like, what is a Pokeball doing? Like, why can't I just throw it? Like, I've joked about this before. Why can't I just throw a Pokeball at the ground and just absorb the planet into it then? Like, what the fuck is the Well, I like... (laughs) Here's the thing. I'd like to imagine that Pokemon science always begins with, like, when identifying new species of Pokemon, it's just throw a Pokeball at it and see what happens. <laughs> like, you see some dog wandering around that looks like it's got a unique spot pattern or something. You throw a Pokeball at it, it doesn't hit, and you're like, okay, well, that's just the right. dog. Put you see in another my dog. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah. of like the number of times I've thrown a ball for Courtney to try to catch and she just watches it arc towards her and then it just smacks her in the face. And I always feel terrible <laughs> about it, but that's essentially what a Pokeball would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I think that's... There are three things you do as a Pokemon professor. You throw Pokeballs at random objects and creatures mm-hmm. to see if they're a Pokemon.
2: Uh-huh.
0: You, uh, you count Pidgeys. For days just to see, like, okay, yeah, there's five, cool, cool. And you give Pokemon and Pokedexes to 12 year olds to do the rest of the work. I was just about to say, everything else you literally well, outsource to 12 year olds. <laughs> yeah, it's called an internship. Well,
1: well, first you gotta test them and. Tell them to get, some, get a package for you in the other town. I mean, I would say, I would go on a whole rant about how <laughs> you know.
0: internships are typically bullshit right now, but apparently in the Pokemon world, they're living in a socialist paradise because 12-year-olds don't have to go to school, don't need to maintain jobs, and they're able to travel around the country, backpack around the country without worrying about their incomes. So, there's got to be a I UBI think- in the Pokemon world.
1: Is there a type I mean, everyone- of trainer that you fight in the Pokemon games that has, like, the title intern? I feel like there must be, right?
0: <laughs> a research assistant. I feel like there's a research assistant. <laughs> I mean, there's happened. scientists. Like, let's see, list of Pokemon trainer types. <laughs> types. Yeah. Oh, uh, god, I love... <laughs> trainer classes are so good.
1: <laughs> they are, honestly, I undersung. Think, oh, they're called <laughs> like, AIDS.
0: They're called AIDS. Oh, that's how they get them. I do like, from Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, A-list actor. Is a type of pokemon trainer that you encounter at poke studios you mean i could get into a pokemon battle with fucking brad pitt <laughs>
1: let's do it <laughs> is there like a b-list actor <laughs> like I, I feel like that would be kathy griffin y- well there's a list there is a list actor and then just actor and actress so. oh okay well they're, they're a little kinder i guess to the actor and actress community yeah uh
0: i would still love i would still yeah, love are- to get in a pokemon battle with Patton oswald shout out to Patton oswald uh, let's see if there's a Comedian on here. Uh, oh, yeah. I, comedian! Yeah, Comedian Trainer Class. <laughs> God, this whole... I'm gonna send this uh, class thing here. Let's have some fun with this. I'm gonna send this to the chat right now. Uh, and we can pick out three favorites. This is basically a tag yourself. So, so make your Pokemon <laughs> team out of Pokemon Trainer types. Yeah. Um, I do like the... A thing that I like is that usually in the games eventually you will figure out like what type of Pokemon these trainer classes will use. Like I think golfers in Gen 4, (laughs) sorry in Gen 7 almost exclusively use flying type. So two things jump out to me, well three in particular jump out to me. I'm going down the middle column and first I was just tickled by the fact that one trainer type is literally just named Earl. (laughs) Oh, so now I'm I'm thinking of Jason Lee from My Name is Earl, and he's like crossing (laughs) names off his list by battling Pokemon. Um, The other thing that jumps out to me is that there is a Duke and Duchess, uh, so that there is nobility in the Pokemon world, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, So in Gen 6, or Ramona, do you want to handle this one? Oh, no,
1: you go ahead. (laughs)
0: Okay. In Gen 6, there is a area called the Battle Chateau, where you basically go in and you can just keep doing battles against uh, random trainers who uh and as you get better there your rank improves until you face like the grand champion of the battle chateau mm. uh eventually you'll see gym leaders there as well so
1: that's the french one
0: <laughs> yeah so all of the trainers there aside from the gym leaders and the grand champion uh have titles that are like Vicount, marquis countess uh earl duke duchess etc yeah, this is actually... No, and shout out to the Pokemon people for teaching me that the uh, feminine equivalent to a Marquee is a Martianess. I had never known that before. No. Yeah, uh, and the thing I do love about the Battle Chateau is it is a great place to just farm money and farm experience just before the Elite Four. So if you're underleveled, you can just be like, I'm just gonna go fuck around in the Battle Chateau for a while and get so much money and so much experience and i'll be good to crush the elite four i mean i the pretension of calling it the battle chateau aside i'm it's just the <laughs> fucking battle house well, just
1: called i mean it works oh just the battle yeah.
0: chateau
1: <laughs> I, I mean in the same game you get to go to a fancy restaurant and also like battle i believe uh, yeah. So it's does, you know oh does all, every all, all sorts of fun culture. So does
0: anybody in this French-inspired region
1: shout out Zut when you beat them like? <laughs> Almost certainly, I remember the flavor text from that generation being incredibly fun. So I would not be <laughs> oh yeah yeah so I, I would I would not be shocked if that was actually the case. Reading through all of these um, trainer classes, I mean, they're really all good. <laughs> like so many of these really make me laugh, but the one that I. <laughs> The one that makes me laugh the most is the one that's just three brothers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, Uh, there you go.
0: uh, (laughs) I think I found my winner. Uh, So apparently, Pokemon Battle Revolution, which I have never played, uh, this Mm is for the Wii, they have a set of just completely insane uh, trainer classes. So, (laughs) like, you don't see your normal Beauty, Lass, Sailor, all those. Instead, or Swimmer, you have, like, shocking girl sci-fi maniac three brothers is from there also three sisters twin brothers twin sisters uh future girl uh and so my top three though my top three lone wolf electrifying guy and the all-time champion muddy boy
1: okay but I do
0: muddy, so I
1: want buddy boys extremely good
0: muddy boy yeah. we've been talking about muddy boys today so that works out well <laughs> um, I do so I want to highlight one more because it reminds me of a joke that I've brought full circle this week so I don't know if you guys saw this tweet um where somebody shared like four pictures of the actor and I'm not going to say his name I want to see if you guys know the actor it's the actor from Insidious uh who played Rose Byrne's husband and the, the tweet was this motherfucker really said I'm going to act in a million movies and not be famous
1: and is that a... Hmm. Oh, you finish, you finish. If you got, no, if you guys, <laughs> yeah, I want to see thinking. if you
0: guys know the name of the actor because it just proves the point I, of the tweet. I never <laughs> saw Insidious, but do you uh, have a... Can you give it, me another movie? Is it Patrick Wilson? Yes, it? there we go, Ramona got oh, oh, yeah. okay, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Wilson actually found the tweet and said, Darn it, somebody foiled my plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I know Patrick but I'm looking he's at good. but I'm he's look, good in
1: Insidious. I don't even like those movies that much, but he's good in it. I'm looking at fine
0: actor and that's exactly what I think of when I think of Patrick Wilson. It's like oh fine actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine actor. I will point out in the acting subcategory that we have from Pokestar Studios, there's also chic actress and child star. <laughs> also just plain celebrity. Like no one knows why they're famous. They're just a celebrity. Kim Kardashian.
1: Yeah. Presume- no, we know why she's famous. <laughs> Presumably, there's some sort of you know maybe, maybe they're very famous for. I, well, I guess you wouldn't call them a celebrity if they're famous for being good at fighting Pokemon. You just call them a Pokemon master. Never mind. Yeah. Maybe they just have fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's just got a fire Instagram. Oh, That's all it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is eventually a an influencer type of person among the Pokemon trainers. I feel like they've been dancing oh, around I'm that dancing right. for a while.
1: Um, I'm sure there's. Uh, okay one last one of these i want to i want to highlight um uh-huh. which is just from this one from pokemon coliseum great game um that the trainer class is just lady in suit which is so <laughs> like, i almost spit yeah, up my water <laughs> yeah like just just fantastic and then reading yeah and then clicking through and reading a little bit more about them all it says is, they are women in their mid-twenties in business suits. Like many of the trainer classes, they don't specialize in any particular strategy <laughs> or Pokemon. <laughs> uh, yeah, the two genders, lady and lady in suit. Exactly, right? Finally, something we can all agree. They on. are too busy <laughs> to worry about
0: a thematic typing for their team. They are exactly. getting down to business. <laughs>
1: exactly. i got okay. meetings to get <laughs> to. <laughs> Here's freaking Porygon too. I don't care.
0: I feel like we might have to do an episode that's just going at trainer classes, because there's so much material here. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we move on, I just need to address that in big stadium and small court in uh, Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, uh, there are different sports that are being played, and you can fight different trainers of those sports. So the types of trainers you can fight include infielder, which is... Their names are either Alex, Connor, and Todd, which are perfect baseball Mm -hmm. names, Uh, strikers, uh, Roberto, Tony, and Marco, or linebackers, Bob, Dan, and Jonah. This is a really weird reach on my part, but, like, I just thought of um, Waterboy and uh, Kathy Bates and how she said Roberto. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah oh um so darling tell us about the shiny because i found an alternate shiny just now on a google search that i think is really cool but what color is the shiny for this uh for this dose uh this is kind of picking up of what they did with porygon where they kind of reverse the colors but uh how do i explain this so the blue er air so the red areas on porygon 2 are the same color blue as the blue areas on normal Mm -hmm. Porygon uh, 2 however the what would be blue areas on a normal Porygon 2 so you know the tail the nose the feet those are now kind of a grayish pink I guess you could say yeah so it's a inversion I like it I like it like Porygon 2 sucks but I love it (laughs) that we can all agree on yeah I um So I did, so I, I, the link may not be working, I just tested it in the chat, but I found a deviant art of an alternate version of the shiny, and I wish they kind of went with this, because I feel like now that Baloo, let me just say for a second i am scared based on you talking about (laughs) rule 34 and finding a deviant art of Two. that's that's just what i was thinking well okay (laughs) i mean we're on this journey (laughs) together don't worry i'm not leading you down i'm not leading you down any paths that i will not walk bravely down myself trust me in that Uh, um but that being said um you know i so i realize now that when we talk about chinese and especially when we complain about like some of the shiny themes that we keep seeing over and over. I feel like they only recently with some of the newer types have started embracing, like, no, this is like an alternate coloration. This is like, you know, the way we see alternate color patterns in nature with our creatures. Whereas like now, whereas like for now, shiny just means, oh yeah, they're just being turned to a special color with a little graphic. Um, huh. So I don't think they're putting a whole lot of thought into it, but I do like the fact that I found a picture of a shiny Porygon or a concept for a shiny Porygon that has penguin coloration. So the Aww. blue parts are turned white, the pink parts are turned black, and it has green eyes. Ooh, and it's yeah, like it's a that. really cool like idea. That. And I think that that is it shiny. No, but it is a cool alternate color concept um, that you could call a shiny. So. That's what I'm realizing, seeing it. It's like, yeah, this is such a cool concept, but it doesn't qualify by what they call shiny. Um, but that's all I've got for the dose. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Ramona, anything more?
1: Uh, I, think we cl- I think we covered
0: them. <laughs> okay. All right, tell us about a fucking right. deer. <laughs> uh, so the eyes of Dr. TJ Eckelberg are blue and gigantic. Their retinas are one yard high. They look out of no face, but instead from a pair of enormous yellow spectacles, which pass over a non-existent nose. Evidently, some wild wag of noculous Nuc- set them there to patent his practice in the Borough of Queens, and then sank down himself into eternal blindness, or forgot them and moved away. But his eyes, dimmed a little by many paintless days, under sun and rain, brood on over the solemn dumping ground. Yeah, Stampler is a normal type. Yeah, if you ever wanted to hear <laughs> Darling trying to seduce me on air, that was it um the great gatsby is unabashedly one of my favorite books of all time um so i don't want to i don't want we can talk about the eyes first but i do want to point out that at some point we are going to discuss the booty tumor that it has that none of this that none of this addresses but first the eyes darling what do you think about the eye antlers well there's a reason why i brought gatsby into it because yeah those are the eyes of dr tj Eckelberg. like i have no other
1: way of describing them 110 percent agree um <laughs> I, I I just love the idea of trying to speculate who F. Scott Fitzgerald's favorite Pokemon would be.
0: Speculate. <laughs> eh, goodbye. Ah, yeah. Waka waka frog. <laughs> um F. Scott Fitzgerald, he'd probably be into like I think it'd be not into uh not Meowth or Persian, but he'd probably be into one of the later cat Pokemon. Um that's my thought. I mean, you know, writer type of dude. Also, very That's like. True. Although I don't know, I'd probably be into something that enjoys to part that enjoys a good party too. Maybe a primate or something like that.
1: Like huh. Pokemon with like a green light. No, uh, just like. Ooh.
0: Isn't there a uh, ghost type Pokemon that carries around a lantern?
1: Uh, That's true. Uh, lantern. There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh lan. No Lantern's lantern. the. Uh, yeah, yeah, but there's, oh, why am I blanking on its name? But there's a, yeah, there's literally a Lantern Pokemon. Well, literally uh, Lantern, Lantern lantern Shiny does have a green light on its head, just FYI. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that works out really well. Well there done. There you go, okay. We, got, we <laughs> got there, guys, we got there.
1: <laughs> Nailed <Yeah>. it.
0: <laughs> well, okay, I just need to see Lamp, well, Lampent, which is the uh, kind of Lantern Ghost Pokemon that we'll see in Gen 5. Uh, does not have a green light unfortunately so Aww. yeah, sorry folks. okay so <laughs> this is a this is a concept I hadn't heard until recently from a friend of mine where if you're giving feedback, try to do a compliment sandwich. but I'm incapable of saying two nice things about anything. so instead I'm gonna do an insult sandwich where I say two bad things and one nice thing in the middle. Um, <laughs> oh boy, the first bad thing I have to say is let's address the booty tumor. What is that on its butt? Like, it looks like it was a cottontail that, like, the arm just went way too... Like, in drawing it, went way too wide, and they just committed to it. (laughs) But do they say anything about that? uh, Like, why it has that big booty thing going on? You know, here's the weird thing, is that I hadn't thought about this until you pointed it out. For some reason in my head, I just pictured it as a smaller tail. Um, Yeah, like, my best guess is that it's supposed to have kind of a foxtail kind of thing, and it looks just like a booty but I don't know
1: listen it's just a thick
0: deer it's okay that di- that deer <laughs> thick um, <laughs> all right so something I like about it I do think that the uh, the antlers concept is pretty cool um, you know this could have just been a very simple rote we literally have Pokemon that are like we have tauros that is literally just a bull they know they could have phoned this yeah. in but they tried to put something into it and I respect the effort um you know and they and unlike other times where we've seen pokemon have these things so like go back to the original uh caterpie where they talk about oh this pokemon has like a noxious poison stink that it can emit and that isn't reflected anywhere in its move set but this deer has these eyes the eyes of tj eckelberg floating over its head so it is able to hypnotize you great i love that way to have the lore and the design actually play out in its game and mechanics um, yeah. The other insult of the insult sandwich is they made this motherfucker's <laughs> face look like Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a buck.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't see the Nixon, but this is definitely the smuggest-looking, boring Pokemon. It's the had challenge so far. man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Uh... Yeah, I'm looking up multiple yeah. images of Stantler from different angles. So there is a coloration of it, like in the watercolor style, that colors the booty tumor differently. Um, huh. Like it does have like a white cottontail thing going on. It's still enormous. But for whatever reason, every recent and modern iteration of it just has the booty tumor the same color as the rest of its fur and coat. So. Yeah, that is
1: odd. Consistency.
0: Apparently. Yeah, I like I like that watercolor better. That would be less upsetting. That would be more this is a tail unless this is a hump. I mean, it's not even a hump. It's just a straight up growth that I'm worried about. It also can't be mm. comfortable. Like that's got to be real messy for when it goes to the bathroom. Like that <laughs> that booty tumor tail whatever it is I mean, for those of us that own animals and you know you have to like get its booty shaved every now and then for like sanitary purposes, like that thing is just tracking all kinds of dung everywhere.
1: It's uh, okay. So, genuine question. Okay. Okay. We know that I don't have have, have either of you ever watched Digimon. Yes. yes. No. No. Okay. Um, no, Blue has. Oh, well, it is um in Digimon, it is established repeatedly that the Digimon poop. Mm -hmm. Has this ever been definitively established in Pokemon? Do Pokemon poop? Do they go to the bathroom?
0: I mean, I feel like we should have come across Ash like meeting a farmer talking about using like Ponyta manure or something like that. And we haven't
1: yet, simply put. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, hey Nintendo, address the controversy. Okay, let's. Yeah, do Pokemon poop. Yeah, let's get an answer on this. Listen, and Nintendo, oh, to be wait, honest I'm with gotta, you, we know gotta, the answer. Oh.
0: We want to know what you're doing with the poop. Oh, well, I have a canonical answer. Oh. This is the <laughs> Pokemon X Pokedex entry for Darumaka. Darumaka's droppings are so are hot, so people used to put them in their clothes to keep themselves warm.
1: Oh, Boy, that's a lot to kind of take that in. That is
0: more upsetting than I <laughs> expected. Yeah, yeah,
1: good lord. Yeah. That implies all sorts of different things. <laughs> yeah, I just want to point
0: out that, to go back to the quote from The Great Gatsby, uh, this gives a whole new meaning to the last three words, the solemn dumping ground. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> <Oi>. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Uh, oh all my right. God.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. So, um, yeah, just... We talked about Stampler being able to hypnotize, Mm. uh, and I think it's interesting that it's a normal type, but it's so clearly a Mm pseudo-psychic, because it can learn hypnosis, it can learn Gary meter, psychic, and so many other psychic moves, uh, that I'm really disappointed that this is just a normal type. Maybe that's why santa puts them to use like maybe they have some kind of an in-universe explanation for how pokemon santa gets around the world using his uh stantlers psychic like psychic. quasi-psychic hypnosis oh, powers <laughs> well here's the question they say in the pokedex it is the eyes that hypnotize or the antlers that look like eyes mm-hmm. do we think it's the antlers or that booty
1: <laughs> i mean a
0: combination of the booties of like that booty Catching up so much dung and just reeking to high heaven and then like yeah, the eyes
1: I guess it just depends on what angle you're really looking at this deer, huh? Well, actually no, that's not true because even if you're looking at the deer from behind you'd still see the eyes Mm -hmm. They're antlers They go go right through. I just keep contradicting myself. I'm gonna say the antlers because uh, the other option is gross (laughs) Ramona
0: comes down Ramona comes down very firmly on the we're not going gross
1: <laughs> i keep it clean all right <laughs> can't have my public yeah. image just you know
0: yeah uh so yeah the only other thing i gotta say about this is that you know it's boring as a monster but i like the design which makes it very interesting and fun to talk about uh and it's chinese yellow green that's all i've got i mean i'll say i'll say in closing that this is very much a filler but it's a good filler yeah.
1: sorry ramona you were saying ramona? no no, nothing nothing really much to add i think it's a fine pokemon i'm honestly very surprised it's not a psychic type (laughs) like (laughs) like like to i i had just kind of assumed that it was um again another great pokemon that showed up in pokemon 3 spell of the unknown in the opening scene where ash is uh battling uh strange young woman who ends up being like his little companion on the journey so just for that you know top marks good mm-hmm. movie yeah a plus there um so yeah so i think we're ready to go
0: on to our novelty pokemon oh, yeah. darling you, Ooh, you sound my boy smeargle i could hear your excitement in the notes for this one <laughs> smeargle is a normal type and yeah we have reached this generation's novelty monster uh we had ditto in gen one that would just turn into the pokemon's fighting Smeargle uh, is fascinating because it can only learn one move, but also every move. Uh, so it learns Sketch, which is a move that permanently copies the last move an opponent used, and if you work it just right, Smeargle can be useful for anything, basically. Like, it can make catching easier because you could use a combination of moves to trap a Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, you could make breeding easier because you can be like, well, I want to get this move onto this Pokemon, so I'll use a Smeargle to copy this move, and then have that be the only move it has, so that when you breed with the Smeargle, it'll be on to this other Pokemon I want to have. And then you can even create a weird competitive play moveset, because it can learn fucking everything. <laughs> so, how common are they in the game? Like, is this like an event Pokemon, or can you actually find them in the wild?
1: You can find them in the wild. I, th- I think they're not that rare. They're mu- They're they come out um, along the route, pretty close to where you find a known, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, at the ruins of Alf. Yeah, and uh, they're—I they're, mean, they're—they're they're like maybe uncommon, but they—I don't remember them being like super rare or hard to find or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but definitely not like an event Pokemon, um, yeah. which it's is like—it's like how Ditto was in Gen
0: uh one like they're restricted to one area but they're not that hard to get
1: yeah i'm a i'm a big big fan of smeargle i think smeargle's great smeargle's really cute smeargle's really weird (laughs) like just 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 such like an interesting odd concept Mm. for a pokemon i like that it it's definitely like an animal but it's also like very appealing like anthropomorphic you know like like it, it looks like a little painter guy but also a cow that's good. I'll yeah. take that. Well, I think it's a beagle. Is it a beagle? Is that what it's? For? It's yeah. got a little beagle bit of It's got that Snoopy. thing. It's got a snoopy
0: thing going on, yeah. I um I do like the fact that whereas normally I would have to question where the fuck did this thing find paint out in the wild? Nope. They're going with the gross factor to explain it, which is that it is a secretion and that the Pokémon is using its secretion to paint its territory. And I fucking love that. Yeah, perfect. Well yeah. done well done you guys leaned into a little bit of like gross body horror with these pokemon and it worked <laughs> i'm, I'm given this one an a plus yeah uh smeargle is found in runes valve and it has a 10 percent chance being encountered so not bad not the best but that's you know still not like the one percent dunspar so ugh. i mean
1: yeah yeah let's go it... for a walk for a little bit yeah
0: it just, it really, not it really does look like Snoopy, though. Like, I just can't oh, get yeah. over that now that you've brought up the Beagle thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty clear that's definitely it. Hmm. But, you know, worse, we, worse things to copy than Snoopy. Oh, yeah. It's very oh, yeah. appealing. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do we think about the tongue? Because I kind of like the idea that this is a Pokemon that's so serious about its painting that it's just got that thing that we do where it's just like, its tongue
1: is out when it's in, incredibly focused right like it'd be holding its thumb up like next to a pallet or something like that
0: mm-hmm. i mean i think it's i think there's so many this is again a situation of less is more it is literally just snoopy with a little beret and a paint tail and i just love it it's it's my favorite it, like I, it's a it's, it's a shame that so many pokemon i love are grouped up today because like i don't know i just feel like we're, we're in for like three solid episodes of me hating everything else that comes after this. <laughs> but yeah, I do love the tongue out. I think every little touch, even like the little black eye frame around the eye and things like that, it's just all oh, these yeah. little things that just make them look just like sc- scampy and scrappy enough. Very French. Extremely French looking. Oui. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad because we've seen that they have fucked up in terms of, say, not having, uh, uh blossom which is basically a hula dancer for pokemon in sun and moon which is the hawaii inspired region but i'm so glad they made sure to have smeargle in uh the french inspired kalos region wait hang on i do want to point out that in the anime so just looking around and admiring pictures of smeargle there is a smeargle in an alolan episode that is a detective and it is wearing a little sherlock cloak and carrying and carrying a magnifying <laughs> glass and I am oh, in love a very good it is very cool. it is Locky also... Smeargle and it looks so serious
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is amazing. jumping jumping off of that I would like to point out that in the anime the first appearance of Smeargle uh, he <laughs> Smeargle, there were, was actually uh, three Smeargle which were owned by a character named Jack Polluxon Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my other Which is like that's perfect like for kids. Like we got to come up with some name. I'm sitting in my office <laughs> dubbing this anime just trying to have some sort of entertainment in my life. I'm uh... Jack ha oh. <laughs> That's good. But I do wonder
0: how effective a smear goal would be at, like, crime scene investigations, because it's, like, gonna ruin the sanctity of a crime scene dripping its tail paint everywhere.
1: <laughs> could right, could so, paint that outline. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh,
0: just gonna throw out about Jack Pollockson. In the original Japanese, his name was Keith Basquiat, so named after Jean-Michel Basquiat and
1: uh, Keith Haring. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) i love it what a deep cut let's know jack pollockson sorry no jack pollockson is perfect (laughs)
0: um so yeah so i so while i would normally take an issue with a pokemon wearing a beret i mean it's clearly a fur like its own fur taking on that shape but you know what yeah they figured so much else out so well with this pokemon in terms of the biology the lore and all that Give it a fucking beret. It absolutely earned that beret. 100%. Uh, you just know that in the Pokemon universe, berets are based on Smeargle's skull. Oh, no. <laughs> people saw this and they were like, oh, well, Smart. I am going to be an artist as well, so I will adopt a hat that looks just like a Smeargle.
1: Yep. Yeah, not a lot so of people know. Be- not a lot of people know this, but in Pokemon Cam, uh, artists were actually originally derived from uh, the furry fandom, from fursonas of smeargles. Hmm. And then it just kind of, uh, you know,
0: uh, developed from there. Well, going back to trainer classes, are we talking about artists? Or the other uh, trainer class, artist family?
1: <laughs> I missed that one. The whole group of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the only note about Smirgle is that it's shiny, uh, has is kind of more beige and has red ooze coming from its tail rather than the green ooze. But yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I don't really care about the shiny too much because it just works already. All right, Ramona, you got any closing thoughts
1: on Smirgle before we move on to uh, the little little fighty boys to close us our, to close us out? Uh, not really. I love this guy. Knowing that. <laughs> knowing that in the anime they named his uh trainer after like graffiti artists is a really fun touch to like his whole graffiti his whole sketching aesthetic so uh i have i have learned more things about a pokemon i'm already a big fan of what a day Mm. and it only deepened our love too that's the funny thing that's the
0: funny thing (laughs) yeah i i love I love Jack Pollockson. I think that's great, but Keith Basquiat is also very funny.
1: I mean, I mean, just
0: just incredible to think of like just 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 being able to pull that out. I love it. Yeah, I <laughs> even <laughs> setting aside the reference, like the idea of the name Keith Basquiat <laughs> is so funny to me. <laughs> All right, well, Mr. Darling, if you could cue up uh, another Baby Mon for All right. us. Yeah, so we're back to babies. Kyrogue is a fighting type that evolves into the Hitmon Pokemon. So that's Hitmon Lee, Hitmon Chan, and their new relative and my new enemy, Hitmon Top. <laughs> uh, its evolution is stat based in a very interesting way, so it becomes Hitmon Lee when its attack is greater than its defense, Chan if the defense is greater than the attack, and Top if the stats are equal. Which just sounds exhausting to try to parse out in game. So That
1: is, yeah. You know, Absolutely. If you're like but but I but I feel like that's such a cool mechanic at the oh, same yeah. time. Like like, yeah. like 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 that's a, that's such a clever idea for like how to distribute that. It's also like but like yeah, to your point. <laughs> like I just want to hit him on top. I don't know how to I don't know how to evolve this guy. I don't know like yeah. defense
0: ups or attack ups are very rare. Aren't like common items, so it can't so like it just sounds like troubling. How common are Tyrogues? Are they are they out in the wild? Like can you find them or well I think... So this is where it gets stupid. Yeah. In Gen 2... Uh, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee... Weren't available naturally. Because in the first game... In Gen 1... You could only get those as a choice of prize... After being Karate Gojo. Mm. So... Or the Fighting Gojo, rather. So... I think you find... The Fighting Gojo Master... Uh, and he gives you... After you battle him... He gives you an egg which contains Tyrogue double checking this as I speak (laughs) Uh, or maybe he doesn't even give you an egg he just gives you Tyrogue and then you can evolve Tyrogue at level 20 Uh, yeah at level 20 and then you could read that Hitmon with another Pokemon and try to get other Tyrogue so you could get the rest of the
1: line but (laughs)
0: yeah it's, it's so much work
1: that was back when there was a big push to like trade with your friends Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: (laughs) so trade with your friends try this breeding mechanic we put in which is why we have seven babies so (laughs) somewhat surprisingly i don't hate this pokemon i don't hate tyrogue i do hate hitmon top um oh thank you (laughs) but tyrogue i kind of like you know i like the fact that even though we have another baby Mon to deal with like you're right ramona like when i say that it sounds exhausting i do think it's a really cool mechanic that like yeah you're getting a different pokemon based on how you train it kind of like if you want to be an mma fighter you have to train a certain way whereas if you want to be a boxer you have to train a different way um you know i and i like tyrogue overall i think tyrogue has this very like the weird image that came to mind is like old-timey football players like tyrogue just has that leather yeah and yeah. I like that, you know. Looks tough, not necessarily like fully trained yet, but it also they didn't lean too heavily into like the baby look. What's weird Yeah, the bandages I think are another good part. Yeah, what's weird to me is that Hitmon top actually looks like more of a baby. Because it's like uh, because okay. it's like squat and rotund. Um, mm-hmm. and also because I hate it. Um, yeah. but but uh you know We'll get the short Yeah, flight. so for now my thoughts on Tyrogue are pretty simple. I mean I agree with pretty much the consensus here um i like it old-timey football player uh what was that uh one um movie that john krasinski was in opposite george clooney where they played old-timey football leatherheads Leatherhead. Leatherhead. yeah there you go looks like looks yeah. like it belongs as an extra or a stunt double in that movie <laughs>
1: yeah straight from central casting from leatherheads here's ty rogue um ty rogue uh i uh, 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 I don't really have much to say on this one. I, I don't. I don't care that much about this evolutionary line, quite frankly. Um, like, it, like I, I think, I think, pretty much all of them are pretty good. They're fine Pokemon. They're fine fighters. You know, they get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, but fighting was never my favorite type. You know, I'm more of a lover. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I think that, uh, as far as like in comparison to the other babies, this introduced to this generation i have to agree i do appreciate that this one is at least like a little less like cutesy like they're oh, all yeah. you know they're they're, they're all like all, they're all very very much baby like and this one is still certainly like childlike but it's got got a little distinction to them mm. and it, it is it, it, it is genuinely like a very weird look and kind of a good way to incorporate both the elements of like hitmonlee and hitmonchan where it's like okay these two come from the same base Mm -hmm. how do we how do we reconcile these two completely different looking type of pokemon
0: yeah i like the idea that they create a pokemon that unifies the hitmons to being from the same line Mm -hmm. however and we'll get to that however in a moment with hitmontop uh so do we have any other thoughts on Tyrogue, aside from the shiny, which I'll get to in a sec. Uh, my thought is concerning the shiny, so by all means, Ramona?
1: Uh, I'm good. All
0: right. So the shiny uh, kind of has blue pants, we'll call them, uh, and a tanner body, and then the bandages are pretty much the same color. So this is very much the uh, Player 2 version of uh, Tyrogue. <laughs> it looks like a topless Mega Man to me, that was my thought. Did this guy show ah. up in
1: that... Uh... Pokemon fighting game that came out?
0: You know, that is weird that none of the Hitmons are in uh, Pokemon.
1: None of them, really? Yeah. No. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, no. I think that brings us home on Tyro. Okay. Ended on a big top. part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, ended on a shrug, which feels right for this next Pokemon. Uh, Hitmon Top, which is a fighting type, and I love all of the Hitmons equally earlier that day i don't care for tyro <laughs> god damn it i don't care for Hitmon top so close uh, god. Uh, do you you guys want well do you all want to take the lead or should i um you can go ahead start us off okay i feel like it's kind of an unnecessary expansion because uh, chan and lee make a great arm day leg day dichotomy but top doesn't really add anything to the equation And also, I just really hate that they decide not to fit the established naming pattern they had for the other Hitmons. Like, they didn't name this after a fighter. Like, make it Hitmon Ali or something like that. Although, Ali wasn't, you know, spinning on his head. Mm
1: -hmm. But, yeah, just like, I don't... I I, I think they named him after uh, the great 20th century fighter uh, Big Top Peewee.
2: So... (laughs)
1: I was waiting for, I was waiting I was hoping
0: one of you knew more about the WWE than I did and I'm glad <laughs> cuz I was going to try I was going to reach for a John Cena joke there. Yeah. Um I think this feels like a Pokemon that came out of the create Tyrogue and said, "All right, so if the attack is more than the defense, then it's going to be this one. If the defense is more than the attack, it's going to be this one. Great." And then someone said, "What if they're equal?" And they realized, "Shit." We have to create another one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good covering of the bases because then you would just leave it up to RNG in some kind of way to determine which way it goes one or the other, which I think could be kind of a fun bit of chance. Um, but um, hmm. the, the other thing I came up with for the design in terms of like, okay, so what does the design look like when you, know, you have both things equal? Because we have one that's kicky boy, one that's a punchy boy. What's the middle? And so, they turned him upside down, so that his kicks would land like punches. And now I'm thinking of Community's Kick Puncher the movie. Yep, my punches have the powers of it. kicks. <laughs> I was hoping that's where you're going with it. Uh,
1: yeah, Ramona is the one person who doesn't hate this Pokemon. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't hate Hitmontop. I agree that like, maybe, maybe in comparison to like hitman lee and Hitmonchan. chan uh, not not following the naming convention perhaps a little disappointing but this is a weird little guy right <laughs> just just spinning <laughs> around just hitting a bunch of uh you know people break dancing i guess like that is, is that's the idea right him on top's like Whoa. spinning break dancing? i've seen i don't know like i've seen x uh explanation that
0: it's supposed to be kind of a capoeira fighter because the Japanese name is literally uh, capoeira that
1: that might be an indication
0: yeah Yeah. but here's the thing about it spinning around they dropped that element since gen 6 it's no longer on its head in its sprites it's always standing upright and doing a capoeira move called a ginga uh, where for a lot of a better term it is kind of pacing back and forth and swinging its arms ready to go and then like doing like the break dancing like leg sweeping like, thing. The battle animation yeah i'm a. Uh, did any of you but yeah it doesn't it does not go on its head. did any of you play the tekken series back when uh back in like the old days um because there was a capoeira fighter in the tekken series um uh, that i always kind <laughs> of cool. remember and he was and i mean he was just the button masher character because you could just like mash anything and he'd do fancy like break dancing fight moves and it was always really entertaining uh eddie, awesome. eddie something or other okay. i can't remember his name um, cool. but yeah i mean i think it's uh i think it's a pretty lackluster addition because again Hitmon lee and Hitmonchan, chan their names mean something like they're named after fam- famous martial arts actors um they have like a very cool contrasting pair of designs um, mm. even if Hitmonchan, chan very peculiarly is named after jackie chan but is a boxer very much like it should have been named like Hitmon Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need a famous Capoeira fighter. So, but uh. see if he was Hitmon Stallone, he'd
1: have to be a Rock type.
0: Ooh, well <laughs> done.
1: Well done. Respect. Respect. That's all for me, folks. I'm out of here. All right. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: I've got nothing else to say about uh, about Hitmon Top. I've already. Stated my hatred for it. Uh, Ramona and Darla, yeah. I'll let you guys close it out. Uh, I've just got shiny notes, Ramona.
1: Um, nah, nothing, nothing much that you know had- hadn't discussed already. Just kind of, uh, you know, he's he's there. He's fine. He's spinny. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think our two least favorite shiny trends so far have been
0: uh, when they just kind of fade the colors and when they take blue and turn it purple. Well. Top combines both of those trends because its body color is kind of faded and its blue unitard turns purple.
1: So, yay. <laughs> you I really def- don't like Hitmontop. I mean, you, you, can, de- you can definitely tell that when, when they first developed Shinies, this was the era where they probably just did not have the amount of color <laughs> that they really, like, wanted. You know what I mean? Hmm. This is like the the game boy color but even still it has a somewhat limited palette so some of the, some of these some of these switches look just like very odd and very not good and this one is definitely not uh not great looking i don't know i like purple but the the gray looks very uh not 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 appealing
0: mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, I just want to point out that I shared to the chat, and I'll put this in the show notes. I found a picture in looking for Hitmontop shiny, where Hitmontop is right side up, um, so standing on their feet. But um, (laughs) the, the, like, facial expression on Hitmontop looks like it's starring in a commercial for, like, antidepressants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, that one that had the little... uh... (laughs) The little blob thing that was the antidepressant blob oh man poor guy man anti-dep- oh,
1: antidepressant
0: antidepressant ads are just just always great hilarity for me
1: I've been saying for years that Pokemon should be licensing out uh, more and more of their characters <laughs> to uh, various advertising groups, and yeah. I think I think this would be a good start.
0: Could you imagine hearing all the side effects about, like, anal leakage and other, like, severe side effects being listed off while, like, a Psyduck just kind of, like, trundles around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, man. you know
1: be better than watching somebody's grandparents golf this is true <laughs> this is true
0: all right uh, all right uh well if we're done talking yeah. about these uh pokemon uh we've been talking about them in their world now let's talk about them in our world uh welcome to Monster.
1: a celebration of the harmony between humans and pokemon this is all right
0: so this is the segment where we talk about what do we think these pokemon would be doing if they existed in the real honest god world uh, michael would you like to start us off um yeah Don fan would be used for construction slash demo because uh, where is that uh it says uh in one of the pokemon well in a couple pokedex entries that it's so strong it could haul a dump truck it can blow apart a house in one hit <laughs> it hauled so dump uh, like a truck. miley cyrus would miley cyrus would definitely be riding on a Don fan in a very famous music video um, yeah, and Stampler would be hunted for its antler, antlers, which is canonical. Uh, they were nearly driven extinct because of that. Uh, and apparently the little ball element, the eyeball, we'll call it, in their antlers uh, has a tendency to fall out and has been used to make a powder that helps with sleeping. So those are all things we have <laughs> from canon that I can say would be used in our world. Uh,
1: Ramona, do you have any thoughts? Um... I mean, looking through them, I feel like I would love... So, the obvious answer is that Smeargle would be an artist. Well, you know, Smeargle's an artist in his world as well. But because his uh, type power allows for uh, him to copy any move perfectly, I would see him as kind of a counterfeiter type. And I would love to see a version of F for Fake. Hmm uh featuring a Smeargle, hmm. I, I think that okay. would be yeah I, th- I think it would be an interesting um an interesting portrait okay i like that all right i like that well
0: um you know my only two pokemon that i really want to comment on in terms of the real world today are tyrogue would be very useful in an nfl training combine situations um and i think smeargle would just be the best pet just love love smeargle <laughs> protect smeargle um but, okay, uh, with that, we are ready to talk about how we could improve these Pokemon. Welcome to MonMods.
2: To it the new all right,
0: so, Darling, once again, you have very strong feelings today. Uh, what would you like to change about one of these Pokemon? I kind of already addressed this. Just make Stampler a Psychic type. Go all in. Okay um you know i i do disagree with you this time i do actually kind of like the occasional hey here's a normal type with a couple of like well-suited moves based on its lore and biology i think that's actually very well done in this case it's not as baffling and maddening as it is with psyduck that literally has psy in its Uh, name different story um in this case though, uh I wish Donphan had a more elephantine evolution. Like let's get a big honker in there. Like I want a big honking elephantine. Um <laughs> give me a gigantic roly boy. Um just terrify just terrify the boomers with this <laughs> elephant pokemon. Um and that's my thing. Uh Ramona, what would you like to change?
1: Well, what I would do So one of the things about the Porygon line that I kind of am like, I was talking about how I'm ambivalent about like how they are creatures created from like computer code and then you put them in a computer later but after you have them in like a Pokeball. What Mm -hmm. I would do with Porygon, and I guess all the Porygons, but we'll just say for Porygon 2 for this one, is because they can apparently like freely move around in cyberspace and stuff like that, I would say if you ever put one of them in a box, it would run away. <laughs> oh yeah, doubt. it'd be interesting. Hmm.
0: All right, well, I think that brings us to our last and, as always, my favorite segment of the show, Mister Darling. Bon
1: appétit. Maybe you'd like my personal recommendation.
0: Uh, so I'm gonna play it very simple. I'll take the lead this time uh, because I'm going extremely simple this week. Uh, I just want a cheese pizza with a little bit of smeargle tail drizzle on it.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, Ramona? Um Hard to say, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of good eats here today. I guess, I mean, Stantler, I guess, venison. there's a like real world like kind of analog. Maybe like a jerky, a venison jerky. That's a pretty, that's, 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 that's a pretty tasty food. Marinated for a while. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't taste too much like Stantler anymore. Maybe don't think about how it's like antler eyes would, you know, be judging me during this.
0: Uh, for me, I'm also sticking with Stantler because it is probably the most edible of these mm-hmm. monsters. There's a delightful restaurant in LA called Cacao Mexicatessen that in the before times would sometimes have venison tacos were just delicious. So let's make some Stantler Machaca de Venado tacos with shredded Stantler venison, topped with avocado, radish, salsa habanero, cortija cheese, and cilantro. Yeah, no, that was uh, that particular strong closer, is why I wanted Michael Darling to go at the back end of this particular segment. So <laughs> thank you for that, Michael. It sounds delicious, hopefully. The before times will be back someday for us to enjoy venison tacos <laughs> together. But until then, mm. uh, Ramona, where can people find you if you want to be found? And uh, do you have anything you'd like
1: to plug for people to uh, check out other than Cobra Kai? <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Kai on your behalf. I've been, you know, uh, I, I, I've been trying to get people to get on the Ralph Macchio train for quite some time now. Um, <laughs> nothing, to plug. Um, nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Nothing going on if you want to follow me on twitter it's at sailor ramona that is sailor spelled like popeye the sailor man and ramona spelled r-a-m-o-n-a i'm spelling it out because i've learned that apparently people misspell that name a lot it's hmm. ramona it's not ramono it is ramona i want that on Don't the wait. record
0: the way you put the emphasis on the Ramon Uh, mm-hmm. it made me think. Wait, are people spelling it Ramon
1: Uh like uh? <laughs> I would <laughs> love that. Oh my god, <laughs> <feel> like Ramona! <laughs> like that. That's that's an that that I would that I'd approve of. I'd probably fold it into my name. Yeah.
0: If I were the kind of person that knew <laughs> how to make a Twitter bot, I would name your Twitter bot Sailor Ramona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Nobody needs. Nobody needs a Twitter bot of my feed. <laughs> it's, it's already a jumbled mess. It's
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that would be next level chaos, if that's likely. All right, so Mr. Darling, what have you got going on? Well, uh, I've got a thing that will be out already by this point, and I don't know if it's going to be online. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, I don't know if it'll be uh, saved online, so I'm not going to bother talking about that. It's just going to be weirdly cryptic. Uh, but I do have a few articles coming out at some point in the next month, which Uh, involve topics like polyamory and COVID-19 the members of podcast The Ride and giving us a guide to how to have the theme park experience at home Mm -hmm. and um, uh, I currently have an article in Los Angeles Magazine's website about Shangri-La Plaza a one-off TV pilot from 1990 that you have never seen and is one of the weirdest things that's ever aired on broadcast TV Mm -hmm. so that's definitely online already the other two I
1: haven't gotten worried about when they'll be published I, okay I, I actually watched that based off of your article on it and it is indeed uh bananas <laughs> it's so it's weird so it's so weird but like in yeah. the in the best way in that like best like 90s or like it, it must have been the early 90s right like 91 oh yeah 1990 oh like yeah 90s to the power of exactly 90s. it has that like cop rock, like Fish Police, just like kind of like weird, like <laughs> how how'd this even get like approved? But thank God it did. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, I yeah. don't
0: have anything to plug this week. Um, so we'll be back here again in a couple of weeks. Apologies for the uh, schedule being somewhat erratic these past few weeks, between the lost episode and uh, a lot of personal projects that I've taken on that don't bear plugging here. Um, schedules have been a little bit more tight but we will be back again in a couple weeks with another episode in the meantime I'm glad that we're back post Lost episode with Ramona as our guest. Thank you again for joining us. Happy to, happy to. And we're gonna have you back again, whether or not this becomes another Lost episode. So I'll <laughs> be that. like,
1: the first thing I'm gonna do is save this <laughs> file the moment we start the recording. <laughs> All right, well let me well, let me not
0: jinx it. I have been Yonato Blue here once again with Muddy Boy Michael Darling. Thanks for being here. Hi.
2: I've seen Trump.